getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. On this one, we will be looking back to our first home game, the game and the victory against Burnley. And we have our Gooner debate. And in the Gooner debate, we will look at VAR and its impact again. Uh, strength and depth in our squad with some of the players that we've got. Um, the Josh Cronkey statement and the We Care Do You statement. Do enjoy the show. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. So we're where are we? We're, we're under the arches at the Holloway Road for a beer. There's myself, Johnny, Laura, Mark, and Andy. We're all here. Uh, what did you make of the game? I thought it was a pretty solid performance. I'm very impressed with Daddy Ceballos. Louise? Louise was pretty solid. He's, he kind of saved us a couple of times, I yeah. thought. And uh, he marshaled the defence with Papa pretty well. It's nice having two older heads in the middle of the defence. And who would you say you would nominate as your man in the match? I know we'll talk about it on the podcast later, but who, who here and now, before you look back on it, who would you say the man of the match is? Only one candidate is Danny Ceballos. He was head and shoulders above everybody. He, he did fantastic. Okay, Laura, who would you say your man of the match was? L- L- Laura's lost a bottle. Have you? Have you? Have you lost your bottle? I can't, I can't say, how do you say his name? Danny number eight. Danny Ceballos. So that was your man of the match. I don't want to be a new you, Fergus. I didn't want to take the mic about how I speak. <laughs> <laughs> you can never be a new me. You can never be a new me. Um, Andy and Mark, man of the match. It's got to be Danny Spios. I thought Louise done well at the back there. I thought he was very steady. In fairness, I was thinking uh, Ceballos, yes, but Louise, he marshaled that back for, that back That's three. We need. we need that. We need that. Well, let's get back to drinking, early eh? Days, yeah, early days yet, but positive start of the season, which is good. And, and Mark, you've been quite good, not like your last West Ham feature. Swore, I haven't sworn out no. at the arse, fuck the Spurs. <laughs> there we go, see you later. Hello, good evening, boys. Uh, we've had um, a little bit of uh, drama uh, in the build up to here. Um, Dan Thomas, aka Crayon Man, um, had to uh, had to. Uh, he gave me a call. I, I've just come back from Birmingham, and he gave me a call, and he's had to head to Birmingham and won't be available online to join us today. So, um, by well, there's no expense spared on, on on this podcast. We've taken in the latest superstar, the you know, the, the podcasting. You know, man in demand. The man in demand. The the, the people Podcast that every <laughs> Podcast whore. Yeah. The, the the man everyone wants to listen to. to you schleg. <laughs> <Potsy>. <laughs> so you can hear all three of us. So we got Potsy, we got Big Steve, and Johnny from the North Bank. How are we all doing, boys? All Not too bad. Not as popular as Potsy, but I'm still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, you're as pop. You're more popular than me, Johnny. No, I'm pretty sure you're more popular Terrera, than me. Exactly. Crayola, whoa. <laughs> See, I don't equate the, the song going viral with me going viral. I don't hate ownership. I just don't like other people taking ownership. We, just, <laughs> we, we discussed last week about um, Dan and getting his Crayola name. Um, uh, Dan Thomas uh, and the Dream Team. He listened. He Good. listened. 
He's Good. got rid of Crayon Man, and he's gone for... Aubameyang. Aubameyang. Oh, so he got rid of the window liquor, finally. At last, yeah. Um, on the on on that the, on the dream team, actually uh, looking at that, um, Big Steve, yeah, you're in the lead. One hundred and twenty-eight points. One hundred and twenty-eight points. Um, Johnny, you're on one hundred and twenty-eight. One hundred and twenty-six, and then there's a little bit of a gap between uh, myself. Oh, Johnny, can I ask you because you've got two teams in there? Yeah. Is that do you, is it like Barcelona A and Barcelona B? Is that what you've done? No, because it seemed like my team didn't get um, added to the league and it, like disappeared off my thing. So I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll just do another one. And then okay. when, I, when I closed the app and I opened it again, they both were in there and I don't know how to take them out. So, uh. And we got Scunny in third on 114 and me in fourth. We all talk about the top four, that's all that matters. I think Trev <laughs> is, uh, is just outside the top four, old man Trev. And Johnny's... Um, uh, so fucking good, S- suffocating good. Sorry, um, is <laughs> is is in sixth. In sixth. So, boys, uh, our first home game. There was a good representation from Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I think uh, there was quite a few of us met up in the pub and some of the Arsenal fan forum. It's about twenty of us, I think, met up in the in the Coronet and also outside Block Five. Um, it was a good atmosphere, didn't you think? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. For an early kickoff, it looked it. Yeah, I think I think you could take a bit of that because it's the first home game of the season. Um, good really. transfer window. Very good transfer window. Really good at anticipation. We're waiting for the the season to start. You can't blame people for wanting to see the fruits of our summer labours. But even even around around the concourse and the stadium, you'd Edu and apparently Raúl as well. I've seen pictures of Edu, um, Edu mingling with the fans, talking to the fans. Um, Laura, Coming over the Kenfryer Bridge, apparently yeah. came, came in on the tube. Yeah, Laura, who I've done a little bit of uh, <laughs> recording out here in the pub afterwards with... Um, she with, got with, stage fright. <laughs> she did get a bit of stage fright. This, that will be put in just before this, so people have heard that. Um, Laura's brother i think bumped into edu and was asking questions are we going to sign anybody in january and he gave a little wry smile and said oh you have to wait and see um but yeah there was there, there was edu there apparently raul as well um there was a bandstand over the armory when camden beer were handed out free beer tokens you know it was really really good how did i miss that yeah how did i miss the free beer i i missed free beer too so I think I. you had to be there earlier. Um, Rob, Rob, um, I did get stuck in traffic. So uh, yeah, there, there, was, there was yeah. And anyway, you're you're driving, so you couldn't have drunk. You we did not condone you. drinking. In oh, the- you know, you, we wouldn't want to do that, would we? Five and um, drive, isn't it? <laughs> five and drive. <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we do not. Uh, we do not. <laughs> We don't, do not condone that. Uh, Ashburton Army made a very big thing about um, that they were going to have uh, flags and drums and stuff outside the ground and also inside the ground. Uh, we obviously weren't in there at midday when they were going to be inside on Block 26 inside the stadium. Um, I don't know if anybody has uh, listened, uh, seen that, uh, let us know. In, in At our end of the stadium, like... I'm in block five. Uh, Potsy, you're just in front of me. Johnny, you're just uh, 
half a row behind us, sort of th- to the left of us, sort of thing, half a block to the left of us. Um, I didn't hear any drums. I didn't nope. see any flags. Nope. No. What happened so, with that then? Uh, I don't know. App- apparently, from what I have heard, uh, some people did hear the drum because the drum they didn't want to do the drum overdo the drum, but people did hear the drum uh, in the background uh, occasionally, and there was it was only certain times. But a lot of the young lads who got tickets into the stadium in various parts all wanted to be part of um, the Ashburton Grove, uh, the Ashburton Army, and um, they piled into Block 26, and apparently they're meant to be allocated the the back two or three rows of Block 26. But Mm. ten of them got ejected from the stadium by Arsenal. Um, Ten of them got ejected, about ten... Um, got ejected for not having tickets for that block. Somebody, somebody, somebody talked to me. I I thought this was something that Arsenal, and I, I know this is something that Arsenal are trying to encourage and sanction. We heard Josh's statement, which we'll talk about a bit later on. Uh, it, it sounds like they're trying to interact and di- have dialogue with us. These young lads do something, and yet... Who chucked get- them up? Stewards. Stewards. There are ways uh, to get you know, a group of tickets together through the club. If they're going to condone it, they can organise the tickets in a block. But if the guys haven't got tickets in the right block, then re- the rules are there for a reason. I mean, oh, We all want a better uh, atmosphere, but you have to go through the right channels in order to make it happen. So Otherwise, it's, it's just going to get squashed before it picks up. No, I, I I do get that, and do it the right way is is probably correct. But I don't know about you, but occasionally, maybe there's more than two people in in one seat in the North Bank. People people squeeze in. It's known that people squeeze in, but nobody puts up with it if it gets out of hand. Me and Fergus don't squeeze in. No, 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 no. The thing is, in especially in, in in the in the in the clock <laughs> yeah. end, it's the family enclosure at the end of the day. You know, there's a large section of that for mainly for family and children, so they they're probably more vigilant in that area for people squeezing in. So it has to be expected. Devil's advocate, I suppose. Yeah, I I just I just I I, I just found it a little bit disappointing. I I I support the guys on Ashburton Army, and I, I, I look, I support anybody like the We Care and so on. I support anybody who wants to try and uh, create a better atmosphere within the stadium. I, I, I support anybody who has Arsenal at the heart and all they care about is supporting Arsenal Football Club and you know if, if you want to sit in the upper tier and sit quiet and watch football technically I also think that's fantastic just do what you want to do but I, I, I can't have people on selfie sticks and fucking you oh, know, fuck, trust uh, me mad yeah, yeah exactly are people with big fucking wigs <laughs> oh Jesus Christ he sits oh. in front of me uh, over about five six seats is that your belt he's got oh god no he wouldn't go around me but <laughs> I don't think it goes around him, him. You're, fucking, you, you're anorexic in comparison we're talking about Heavy D Heavy D sits in block six um, and he gets himself all over social media and doing various bits and pieces uh, I've seen him a few times before the games and he's sitting there on Instagram and, 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 and just creating social media traffic but nine times out of ten i think we'd all agree most of it is an embarrassment but i saw johnny at half time and he was seething 
He said, I'm going to go in there, rip that fucking wig. I'll leave, I'll leave you to say it, Charlie. Go on. I, I honestly was going to have a word because he, he, was, he was getting on. The, the bloke behind him wasn't exactly the tallest guy in the world. And he was trying to peer around this massive fucking wig. And I, I wanted to go over and have a word, but when I come out after speaking to you guys, he'd already taken it off. Obviously, somebody else had already had a word. But it was, I, I honestly just wanted to go and rip it fucking off his head. Should have done it, Johnny. Should have done it, mate. Well, we did well, encourage him at, at half time. <laughs> you did, probably because you wanted to see the YouTube clips. I did. <laughs> Listen, the lineups. Arsenal made a full debut for David Luiz at the £8 million signing. Also, uh, Loney Danny Ceballos. Well, hey! Uh, likewise, uh, youngsters Nelson, Joe Willock, Guendouzi uh, impressed in successive starts, while the £72 million signing of Nicolas Pepe uh, was on the bench. It was a 4 2 3 1, I think. What did we make of having uh, the lineup? Were we pleased with it? Surprised with it, uh, Steve? You're the you're you're the stat man. Yeah, uh, kind of. Um, I was a little surprised. Uh, I I I mean, I half expected David Luiz to come in uh, just because of how physical Burnley are. Um, but considering how good Chambers was on the ball in the air um, last week against Newcastle, I thought he would have kept his place. Agreed. Um, I'm hoping, I'm half expecting um, them to play a back three against Liverpool and and really sort of go for the counter and have have a lot of sort of forward forward players. Um, so I think Chambers might come in, but uh, I mean we'll save that for later. I was surprised to see a Bamiang on the right rather than the left. Um, but okay, well, we we we. we, we Make sure you bring that point up in a few minutes. But the, the first half started um, with Lacazette. He marked his return from injury with mm. an impressive when he Fucking held off good goal. Eric Peters. He'd done that again last season. Was it against? Was it against? I, I can't. I can't remember. But I know he, I scored one similar. He just sort of went almost, almost basically sat on his ass and just scuffed it. Fulham. In. Was it Fulham away? It, it might have been Fulham away. I, I can't remember which game it was. Uh, somebody mentioned it on 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 talk sport or something like that before but he held off eric is it peters uh with a shot between the leg of um nick pope and put us ahead after 13 minutes i i i to be honest i was crying penalty at the time because it would have been a penalty it's if he, all over him wasn't he yeah it yeah, would have been yeah. a penalty so i'm saying he was basically put near enough on his ass but managed to keep hold of the ball and then just scuffed it in quality finish and it was frustrating because I'd, I'd just got to the pub. <laughs> Literally, I was I'd pinged up on my phone that Lacazette had scored, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like ran through the door, and they just finished the replay, and I was like, "Oh no, you bastards!" <laughs> <laughs> and Ashley Barnes levelled the match match up uh, two minutes before half time, mm. c- converting a close range uh, from Dwight Neal's McNeil's uh, Big, deflected pass. Yeah, deflection. And, and, and loads of people are slagging off. Um, David Louise on that one. Um, what, saying, I mean, what could he do? It, it was an intercepted. It was a deflection, a deflected shot. He, the deflection it put deep? it straight between the. No, the deflection put it straight between the two centre backs. Uh, uh, when I first saw it, I thought like I thought what a pass. I was like, but no, it wasn't. It was the deflection, and it put it straight between the two of them. And and when Doozy came in, uh, listen. Before Manny and everyone else tries to have a go, me, I thought Gwendouzi had a really good game. All, all, all didn't do much wrong, but I saw a I game. Think he had a better in game in Newcastle. 
Do you? I, I do, do you? I do. Why? But I, I just, I just think, <laughs> I just think. I mean, Sabeos outshone everybody in the midfield on the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm surprised that you. You're praising Gwendozi this. I know you said before. No, no, no. Else to go, <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not praising him. I thought he'd done an okay job, but I was actually gonna. It's a backhanded compliment. I was. I, I was about to come along and say, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's. It's. You know when people say, with all Here due respect, <laughs> and they have no he's, fucking respect he's a, whatsoever. He's a, this is what he's I was a expecting. Good player, man. He's. He's. He's looking all right, but I, no. I. I think. I. Th- I thought he was. He was a little bit lax at times. But then, as I say, Sabeos absolutely outshone everybody in the middle. So it's but it's hard to the, sort of compare the, the two. Uh, no, I, I agree. Let me finish my point on, on, on that one. Was uh, he, he came in with a, a tackle again, and he comes running up, flapping and hair everywhere, and he goes in for a tackle, and he, he never is fully committed. Do you get what I mean? Um, I think that happens sometimes, but uh, but that that comes with it. You know, we remember he's nineteen or tw- is he just don't care. twenty? No excuse. No, but these uh, you say no excuse. But if if it was Eddie missing a cracking chance, or Reese Nelson missing, you know, missing a chance or doing something half-hearted, or a Wobie missing a chance, people yeah, slagged him off but, all the time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, but we still sat here and said, oh yeah, but he's still young. He's learning. He's you know, these are the things that come with experience and playing more games. No, what I same saw, has to be said with Gwen- Gwendozi. I think what I what I saw. I, I like his work rate. I like I like a lot of what he does and what he can do. These fucking dogs are going to start again, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Whose dogs are they? Oh, it's a neighbour about three doors down. He just chucks I the dogs out. Them. Yeah, I will do. Um, <laughs> we've already taken all their cats, so I'm not having their fucking dogs. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I just, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Arsenal <laughs> immediately uh, responded and had a ru- uh, goal ruled out for offside. Um, I think it was Monreal had a Monreal fo- was yeah was offside. And Nelson, you know, it would have been great for him to get that goal because he does look just like lacking a little bit of confidence. He needed that goal. Yeah, yeah. He needed uh, was- that goal. I, I think I mean, I've kind of expected a bit too much from Reese Nelson, maybe because I think a lot of people yeah. have. Mm, yeah, me included, because um, I've heard so Matt much great stuff about him. him. I think. Yeah, he only I've- had half a good season in Germany. I mean, he he was he was he was basically dropped after his after his uh, injury. So it was that, and did. the other players come back. I think it was Bellarabi, or no, not Bellarabi, Demarabi, and um, oh, who else was playing? But they 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 changed their formation up. They were playing like a three at the back, two uh, two wingers, and just the just the one striker. Um, and when Nelson was playing, he was playing with either a three up top, or they were playing with two strikers, and he was playing as a, almost a false nine. Um, but the other the others were in such good form that they just didn't. I don't think Reese Nelson got looking after that. What I what well, I did well, like he did he did take his chance well. I mean I know mm. it was it was it was knocked off uh, offside the finest of offside. It was a cracking offside. finish despite but, that. Yeah, it was great instinctive uh, finish and it was right in the roof of the net. Exactly, and, that's exactly what I was going to say. I thought I thought he uh, he buried uh, it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, t- to be honest, and the other interesting thing was that I, that was the point. I had just had to leave early to get the beers because the service is so fucking shit and it was my turn I don't think it was actually my turn Dan but I ended up well, I went <laughs> in and got got the beers and um, uh, I had had the beers and I could see the TV screen and then it said VAR and inside the concourse you can see all the VAR uh, stuff 
But inside the stadium, I asked you guys what was what did it say? It said no. uh, VAR uh, offside under been review or something. Under it? review, which is absolute bollocks. Stick it on the fucking screen. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who said it, but someone said it. Um, I don't know if it was on AFTV or what the hell it was on, but someone said when you're at home, you haven't paid for the game, but you can see it all. When you actually pay for the game and you're there, you kind of what the hell's going on? And I totally agree. I said similar um, when we talked about this before. I said that they're uh, making it for the man on TV rather than the man in the stands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's exactly what it is, mate. And to be fair, that that would have given Reese Nelson a hell of a lot of confidence. He did have another chance, didn't he, where he went through and he shot with his left and it was saved. Um, But apart from that, it was another quite safe performance from Nelson. Um, I don't think anyone had a bad game at the weekend, to be fair. Um, But uh, I could certainly see that he was the one that was going to come off for uh, Pepe. Mm -hmm. It was pretty obvious. I wasn't expecting it to happen at half time, but around about the 60 minute mark, mm. um, maybe just to see if he turned it around. But I think it was more of a tactical change because you did see uh, a change in shape because obviously uh, Aubameyang had started on the right hand side and Papa came into, sorry, Pepe came into the right hand side. And then you saw Ceballos was actually drifting more out to the left wings and we were playing two up front. So there was a change in our shape. Coming into the second half, yeah, but uh, because um, didn't Pepe did he play through the middle to start off with? He 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 looked as if he was more set, but I think that's just where he was. And then they pushed him so out, much. didn't they? Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's very the the front line. Like, okay, the, the, the half time was one one. We had a good chat and a beer and everything else. Uh, and the 64th minute, a very impressive 23-year-old Sabayas recovered possession uh, to set up a Bamiang for a powerful low finish. A really what good a goal, finish. well taken. Oh. Lovely goal. That's the so Frenchman good. has now scored, uh, outscored Thierry Henry, Ian Wright, uh, Alexis Sanchez, Snake, and uh, Lacazette uh, in the goals they've scored in their first 51 games for Arsenal. Um, Steve, uh, once we've... Uh, we, we should talk about like uh, we'll talk about that in in depth in the Gunnar debate, won't we? About like you know if we lose one of those players and so on. We'll, we'll, we'll go into that. It's more if we lose both. That I mean, the, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it in the Gunnar debate. I think. But but um, Sabias, as we said before, was just immense, um, just, and his celebration when he came, oh, uh, he gave that assist. It, wouldn't it nice to see? Uh, nice to see you want to be you want to be standing <laughs> in block five and yeah. see him run over to you and it was yeah. like fuck he lit the place up yes. did, yeah it was as if he'd scored the goal wasn't it and I think the Lacazette goal he was the first one to go nuts as well he's jump, trying to jump on him going man it's just brilliant to see wasn't it really passionate the, the, and I was listening to a couple of other uh, podcasts and there was a, a Spanish expert Blasphemy. was saying um, that the area of Spain that he comes from is notorious for producing super passionate players. And uh, sometimes he has been known to let this passion get the better of him. <laughs> I don't so mind that. that yeah, he, not un, 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 uh, he, has, he has discipline problems, didn't he, at Real Madrid? So, yeah. Um, so far, we've not seen any of that. So not, Touchwood. I don't think it was necessarily on the pitch. I think he's done stuff on social media and reacted in bits. Yeah, he talked about the Basque region and yeah. all this. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember a, a full Arsenal debut as good as that. Mm. No, but you know what? Uh, looking at the game, outstanding. Looking at the game overall, um, it wasn't. It wasn't a stellar performance. 
It wasn't um, scintillating, but no, it was no, no, what they no, call a workmanlike performance. No, no, it was Newcastle. Newcastle was a difficult game to watch, as we all, we all said. Uh, yeah. But what I liked was just a general fight and togetherness among the team. This, this, this seemed like they were all up uh, up for doing the hard work. I don't know if uh, you two re- remember, there was a tackle, I think it might have been on Bamiang, uh, near the centre circle. And from our level, uh, I could just see turf and soil being chucked in the air. And it was just like, oh, wow. I, I, I do like that they're all getting stuck in. I mean, we said this last season, though, didn't we? At the start of last season, the first few games, we were saying that you can see that there's a togetherness and you can see that there's a. it seems to be a bit more unity within the squad that was sort of lacking towards, a, you know, Wenger's reign. And, and, and I think this season, it's, I think we're just... I think the players are encouraged by the changes in the boardroom. Um, they're encouraged by... Just, just how how vocal and how together that I think you know. You look at the players' social medias now, in in comparison to the year before, everyone is commenting on each other's things. Everyone's praising each other, posting up pictures of of you know players within the squad. Whereas before, it was just like oh you know good three points, and it just seemed sort of quite heads down. Let's try and do a job. Whereas now they're like, well actually but, we play for the Arsenal. But we is love some of that, playing for the Arsenal? Is some of that just the the PR magic that they're doing at the minute? At the minute. Um, they they are on the pulse. I would say they are pretty much bang on it. They're doing a brilliant brilliant mm. job at the moment with uh, say tempering expectations. Hmm. 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 So the final score in that game was two one. Arsenal have not won the first two games in the Premier League since t- 2009-2010 season uh, and we <laughs> Crazy, you know uh, and we talked about the stat about uh keeping was it a clean sheet uh, mm-hmm. first time and winning away since 2008 last week mm-hmm. you know, so so some of these stats uh, that are coming out are really really interesting and showing that one the investment in players uh but two, also recruitment i think what what in behind the scenes recruitment yeah i think i think the, the you know the bringing in edu bringing in Raul. Um, freddie as well man freddie was good Fre- to see freddie yeah. is, it, I, I think he's making a big difference as well which, well, which nobody would have seen on tv sorry jody what nobody was seen on tv is the north bank starts singing his song uh, yep. we love you freddie and also cuz you hate man you and <laughs> he clapped us and gave us a big thumbs up on oh, the bench brilliant. so it's great to see him on the bench man love freddie and I think he's he's spent more time stood up, you know, speaking to Emery or, or shouting orders than Bold did in his whole fucking stint. I, I was <laughs> like, all three of them were getting up. Yeah. They, they, they were st- like little jack-in-the-boxes. Yeah, JCC and Emery and Jumberg all getting up at different times, yelling all the orders. And Brilliant. the amount of times the fourth official had to keep pushing them back into down, the technical yeah. area is so and, funny. And that's a home game against... With no disrespect, and I do not mean disrespect, um, against Burnley. You know, they're, they're, they're not title challengers. There's not really challengers for the top four, top six. Uh, and they're still chomping at the bit. What the fuck would be like, uh, uh, you know, n- next home game against Spurs? You know, it, it, it'll oh, be... Oh, oh. Uh, so, I hope so, it's not there yet, man. Not there yet. We've got to get three points at the weekend somehow first. 
So Sabias is only the third player uh, to two assists or more in his first uh, Premier League start for Arsenal. Ray Parler and Henry Mkhitaryan aren't the only other two who got two assists. Jesus. So... Ray Parler, fucking hell. Uh, ooh, oh, Ray Parler. Um, talk of points from the game. I suppose David Luiz's performance, what did we make of it? Uh, there's mixed on social media, but many of them are, you know, well. I liked it. I thought he had a good game and he was commanding. I thought he did show some leadership skills. I did quite like him at the back. He was comfortable. He had one pass across the box. Oh. Where I thought, oh, that's enough. Don't do that again. But hopefully, that, well, luckily, that was the only... Uh, shaky nervy point of the game but um i quite liked him i think that uh if emery is going to insist on one of these five captains he's probably going to be one um and i think he he did enough in the game to to get everybody uh quite confident at the back there i did feel a bit sorry for chambers like steve said earlier because i thought he had a really good game against newcastle but unfortunately for me i don't think he'll get back in if uh, i think that's going to be the partnership now johnny no i th- i think we'll rotate according to the 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 actual Opponents. Uh, I mean, when we come into the predictions for the next game, which me and uh, uh, a couple of others will be talking about in in more detail, <coughs> you you will f- you will see a changing of uh, uh, depending on the right tools for the job. I think so. I think they they were the right defenders for that job because Burnley were more physical. They they pressed themselves. I mean, like Wood and um, uh, the other fella who scored. I hate him. Um, he they are more physical and they get in your face you know there's elbows and knees and so on so you mm. need more experienced stronger heads in the back uh, you don't really have that with Chambers mm. he has some experience but it's nothing compared to Louise I mean he's been there done it won it so you know it was a natural uh, idea I mean you had Monreal was in his 30s Papa's 31 and then you got uh, Louise is what thirty two. Mm. It's a, it's a no brainer, really. It's a nice position for Emery to be in, I suppose, isn't it? To have that option there now, obviously holding to come back as well. Mm. Mm. But um, yeah, for me, Louise was a, a fairly commanding and had a good game. I thought, um, but yeah, I, I, there's rumours, isn't there, that another centre back is obviously needed. I feel we do need one. Um, Saliba obviously coming back ne- uh, coming next season he's obviously young as well as Holden and Chambers and Lewis mm-hmm. and Socrates provide the experience don't they so maybe it's quite a good mix that we've got there but I do think one more is needed personally Yeah, I think if anybody is going to get signed it'll be a loan again and I think we're, we're, we've navigated the market really well with getting Savayos if we manage to get someone who's you know not quite making it into the first team to where they are but would fit what we need really well then I think we've got the right hierarchy uh, and acquisition team to actually go out and uh, get the players that we need. So mm. I don't I have any any qualms about it. It's, it's too early to be talking about January. Mm-hmm. But if it comes to January and we need someone, I think, it, one, it will be a loan, and two, uh, le- leave it to Uncle Senyahi and then everything will be fine. Yeah, man, there's a lot of trust, isn't there? A lot of trust now. He's so, earned it. Absolutely. Sorry, guys. A- I, action. I had to leave you, been, ch- man? Ch- Oh, fuck's sake. I had to leave you chat for a second. I've got a really old senile cat. Uh, he goes in the back door, goes out the back, out the front door, comes in, looks for food every time. And he was outside my office door, just scratching and scratching and scratching away at the carpet. So 
I've just chucked some food at him so he'll just sleep and then I'll chuck back him off. back. <laughs> yeah, fuck's sake. It's raining so did, cats and dogs with you, mate, we, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. We Go got on. a title. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Lewis' performance we've done, and Sibias, he got Santi Cazola's song. Yeah. Yes, uh, to be honest, you could see the similarities. He's very good with his feet. He looks up. He can pick out a pass and he can he drive, wants to drive the ball. forward. Uh, and he has that little bit of defensive um, ilk in there as well. Who was like it, uh, you boys did. that said he's like Santi Cazorla with Ma- Aaron Ma- Ramsey? Max, Max messaged that, me and said that is spot on. He says Santi's, Santi's feet, Rambo's engine. Yeah, that is so that's true. That's good, as long as he hasn't got ra- ra- Rambo's hamstrings. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that was your oh, response, wasn't it? it? Touch wood. So we looked, we looked at the predictions. Now, jo- Johnny, um, so we're, we are going to lightly cover the Liverpool game later, um, uh, and we're also going to lightly cover the predictions that we've done, and we will do on, on each game what predictions we've done. But the prediction league itself is going to move on to a smaller, like a 30-minute, 30 30-minute, 30 Johnny, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Thirty, <laughs> a thirty-minute sort of. Um, uh, How long? Uh, a match preview. So our first one is going to be Liverpool Arsenal, and uh, you are collating all our our scores among all the panelists. I have a spreadsheet. You have a spreadsheet. Uh, but from last week, we had uh, Crayola man Tomo. He predicted three-one. Uh, Potsy, you went for three-nil. Manny went for 3-1, and I went really keen. I went for 4-0. Um, I did think 2-0, but I, I, I stuck my head out uh, with 4-0. So none of us got it exactly right, but we all predicted that we'd have a victory. Some of us thought we'd keep a clean sheet, and some thought we'd leak at least one. Um, so uh, the Gooner debate, looking at the Gooner debate, uh, there's, there's a few things. Look, VAR has popped his fucking head up again. Um, and Man City as well. Listen, I, I, I laughed. I laughed my fucking arse off um, when uh, when anything goes against Spurs. But um, they 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 nicked a point. But City dropping a point on that VAR decision about the handball. What 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 did people make of it? Who wants to go first? Stick your hands up. Was that the was that the handball where they both sort of come together, and it came well, off the port? Didn't really come, they didn't really come no. together. It, it it brushed really light off. It was the ninety second, ninety third minute uh, of um, the City Tottenham game, and it's twice now that's happened with Man City and Tottenham. It's not the VAR that's the problem, is it? It's the, it's the rule. handball. It's the, rule. it's the laws that are being uh, pre- uh, uh, being put in force. It, the the exactly. law is an arse. It's not uh, VAR. It's the actual handball the rule that nobody arse. seems to get and understand. Law is an ass. Is the is the term? <laughs> yeah. I just anglicised it. Yeah. Do we get it? Do we understand what it's all about? Someone please explain what is going on well, with that handball basically, thing. Basically, if if um, the ball comes off the arm and creates a goal scoring opportunity, our goal the goal is disallowed off an attacking player. If it comes off a defending player, I don't think he creates a, a, a penalty while it's inside the box because it, yeah, depending it's, on, it's hypocritical. Uh, depending on the angle, if the if, if like where they, they were, their angle was in a, uh, their arm was in a natural position. I had a, a debate with um, 
Jay Cathright, who who um, Cathcart, sorry, who listens to the podcast, and he asked me about it. I said we'd be discussing it on here, and he he suggested uh, doing something like cricket, which is like giving managers um, two appeal cards where they can appeal that sort of decision. I I didn't just open it up to uh, to making it ridiculous. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. if you extend it, extend it, extend it. I mean, a lot of the weekend. Where VAR was used or checked or whatever, you, most people didn't notice because it was seamless. But in certain instances where there was a bit of debate to be had, you know, where it came down to you know subjective opinion, then it, it did take a little bit longer. There was the and one, I, um, sorry, Manu Walls wasn't there, and yeah. they they were doing loads of lines all over the pitch yeah. and, and all the lines. <laughs> up. It was like it was like a kid with his first geometry set. It was. Mm. awful and I'm just like it, was, it was a bit protracted oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it, it was just uh, I, I couldn't fathom that I was like there's there's like being thorough and checking stuff but they are just taking the piss with it and I thought mm. that was the same with the goal line technology thing it's just like well you know, with goal line technology they should have just done they should have done like cricket like rugby like other things where the ref just has a link. There's a guy in the truck that checks a replay. Bang, done. Sorted. No, no, mm-hmm. Steve, goal line technology I think works fine. If buzzes is watched, it's great. It's done. It's either simple. in or out. It's, yeah, it's like done now. But at first, they made such a big song and dance about it and how to implement it the right way. It's just like, well, just you know, it can be so straightforward. And VAR, but I think they're trying to if, really if you look, flush it out. If, if you look at the if you look at the the the, the City Spurs game. Great, they both dropped two points. Helps us. Yeah. And Man United uh, and Wolves dropping two points. Can we just quickly laugh well? at Man United? Because that was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> did you see, did you see Lingard's team. miss, though? I, I, <laughs> I didn't watch The air shot, it was so funny. I fucking hate Oh, that. God, he was he was in a prime position and he just, like, shinned it and it went over his own head. It was so funny. <laughs> the, 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 the thing that, that spins off from that, but before we go on to that one, is um, with Oliver, the, the, the referee, he everyone's celebrating the stand, in the stands about um, the goal and then there's VAR and when we had the VAR decision with um, Nelson's goal is we're all trying to make a like something to try and create an atmosphere from it but that last minute goal the, the, the referee in my view should be the one who's in control and saying like in rugby going can we check that please rather than somebody in a fucking bunker in out near Heathrow um going you fucked up there mate or you missed this one you know I just it just doesn't sit right it just doesn't sit right but the um the one that's it wasn't even on the agenda though you're talking about the Man United Wolves game Pogba missing the penalty <laughs> now now that that was funny until the racial abuse the racial abuse and I I I, I went on Twitter Okay, um, which I, I do. I'm not great on Twitter, but I went on Twitter and some guy popped up on my um, uh, uh, timeline and I sent it to Max um, and I said, Jesus, I'll let Manny loose on this guy. Uh, he since has been suspended and everything else, about nine followers, but he had thousands of comments on him. And honestly, I don't care what you think, but what he said Honestly, I, I I was repulsed. He's used uh, 
he was talking about um, don't want any more blacks in my country. Uh, he used other words as well. Um, uh, the guy uh, said he was from Holland. And he said, bring it back to the 1960s. And I thought, fuck me. What? I, I was just disgusted with the whole thing. Uh, and, and, and social media have got to do something about it. Like we're, we're quite responsible on our social media pages, on, both on Arsenal Fans Forum and Gun, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we watch stuff like that and we, we clamp down on... Like I, I'm, I'm a big one for the, the C word. Like, you know, I use it in, in, in everyday context, but I don't think when you've got... Uh, you don't know your audience and you don't know your the people you're talking to and there's ladies or there's children. I don't think you should use that, but mm. it was just, it's filth. Steve, you were going to say something, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I just, just on that point, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't see the guy that you're on about, um, but, you know, it's the same with Tammy Abraham the other week. Get, that like, was, some I, of that was vile. It, 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 it honestly is. You know, I'm all for riling up the opposition and you know if you know i've in the part you know made a couple of tweets about mustafi and you know i'm sure i'm sure mike has as well um but you just don't there's there's a line you don't cross and when that's when that's you know real real hatred i mean like and and when you get death threat, I mean, I saw a couple of death threats on Instagram on Tammy, Tammy Abraham's thing, similar to what uh, Maitland Niles was getting at some point last year. He had a couple of death threats and stuff, didn't he? And it's yeah, it was ridiculous. It's just, that was. It's, Isn't it a shame that we're in 2019 and this bullshit is still going on? Not not even that. Just the fact that you know when you're online and you've got so many eyes that can see everything. People just think, oh, because they're a footballer, they you know you can just do it. And it's just like you're still That's a the grown point. man. People don't care. No, People it's do fucked. not care. It is bollocks. It is. It is. It's awful. Well, I what say, I am, what I am glad about. Then. Uh, listen, bands are hilarious, mm. and um, even like you know, Manny will take the piss out of me, call me old man, and like fucking potato head, or <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> but we're friends. We, we're a close group. Yeah, we we can talk and say things that you wouldn't normally say in in public society but to publicly come out and come come along and call somebody the n-word wish them dead uh, uh, uh enough enough mm. yeah, just, let's move on man yeah i, I just i just uh, look <clears throat> i'm just glad that guns and yellow ribbons arsenal fans forum uh us people uh we're we're, we're in 2019 the others can fucking stay in 20 in 1960 and just 60s. die yeah. yeah, this is your question, um, Steve. Strength and depth. Do you want to expand? Yeah. So I mean, the the the, the point I raised was, I mean, before, coming into the season, we you know we we're all sort of buzzing on Eddie's preseason. Um, you know, we we sort of understood why we were letting Welbeck go. There was you know because Welbeck Welbeck was a split. A split topic. There was a lot of people saying that you should be staying, a lot of people saying that you should go because of the injuries, because of the money, because we don't want to halt Eddie's progress. And I was part of that camp. I was like, you know, I like Welbeck. I think he's a useful squad player. But with Eddie coming through, Eddie needs to be number three. Um, we then got Martinelli. And you think, okay, well, he's not going to get as much game time. I don't think I saw him getting as much game time as Eddie was, was going to. He can also play wide. I think he looks better in wide areas. Um, but then Eddie goes out on loan. So I'm, I brought up the point the other day, because obviously Welbeck was injured when we got rid, but he's he played on the weekend, made his debut for Watford. And so I just thought, like, should the unthinkable happen, which has happened in the past, 
we lose our two main strikers. If we lose Aubameyang and Lacazette, where do we stay? Where do we stand up front? Because there's no Eddie now. Saka. Do we throw Martinelli in? Saka's not a striker, unfortunately. I don't. He scores I don't, goals. He scored a couple of goals in pre-season against poor opposition. And he scores for the under-23s. But even then, as promising as he is, do you really want him going to Man City away and playing as our lead striker? It's it's a, it's it was it, you know it's just food for thought and and hypothetical. Should we lose those two, where do we stand in strikers? Because we all we all praise how good our strike force is and our and our front line. Okay. Obviously, do we move Pepe in? Do okay. we move Nelson in? Just that. Well, Pepe's just that played there. Uh, we, mm. we have options. Yeah, we have a lot of attacking players. I don't think we'll be wanting for attacking flair, but I think we'll be wanting for that that scalpel edge at the front. Mm. Which or is just someone that can part. lead a line. And and my point was that, that Welbeck used to do that for the cup games and when, you know, we used to rest Aubameyang and Lacazette or, or whatever. So I, I just, yeah, that's that's why I raised the question. I think it's a great point, Steve, because I, I was a fan of Eddie going to Leeds to work under a good coach and get first-team football. I, however, I am, I am. Yeah, however, I thought he had a great pre-season and I do like him as a striker and I think it does limit our options if Aubameyang picks up a knock and Lacazette gets suspended then we've only really got Pepe or Martinelli to play as a central striker in my opinion so I think it's a good it's a good shout mate um, let's just fingers crossed we're not in that position eh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, and I mean obviously other, other areas of squad I think midfield we are absolutely stacked even if we get a couple of injuries we've seen in the first couple of games Willock, Guendouzi, Ceballos um, you know, Ozil's still available to play if he's going to come back, um, which, I mean, he should do. Apparently, he was just ill on the weekend. Shock horror. Um, you've got Mkhitaryan. He, he won't be at Liverpool, but we'll, we'll, that, that's for Johnny Shaw. But, mm. uh, but um, He's not even listed as being injured on the website. Uh, he yeah, is, got, I mean, Jack, Jack I, I, picked up, uh, not, I've, didn't I've he, as well? List. Shaka is, but Ozil isn't. So um, I mean, on, uh, on the subject of Shaka, sorry, Steve. Uh, That's all right. Did you want to add further to that or something? Because I was um, going to go into because because now you've got into the midfield. I was I, I was going to go into um, about the midfield and the system that we play and looking at the game we played against Burnley in comparison to the game we played against Newcastle. We were much more fluid and much more forward attack, and we were flipped the play quite quickly uh, against Burnley, who are mm. a physical team. Newcastle are quite a physical team as well, um, and with Shaka in there, it, it, it does does he slow it down? Uh, what pairing would you have in the midfield? It's your it's it's all back on the back of your question, so I'll ask you first, Steve, and then Johnny, okay, and um, uh, and then Potsy, if you want to come in and add, if you think. Feel, you feel so. Is this against Liverpool or going uh, well, forward generally? A bit of both, really. Um, probably, well, against... pro- probably Liverpool because it's the next game. But then, if if you feel that something's more expansive, then expand. Liverpool, if everybody's fit, if we go for a back four, then I would have Torreira and Willock playing in the midfield too. I'd then have Sabalos okay, in generally? front. As almost a ten, um, generally, I've, it's it's a tough one because I mean this season we've we've seen two games, two completely different ways of playing, as you say. But both sets of team, like both teams, did a job and they did a job well. Xhaka grew into the game at Newcastle. I thought in the second half, despite you know, I think everything was quite in the first half. But then Burnley, as you say, it was a lot more fluid. There was a lot more. 
sort of prowess on driving the ball forward. It, and it, it, it felt more like a Unai Emery sort of what he's trying to yeah, play like. And I, and I think it looked very, it, we looked even better when Torreira came on. So I think Torreira has to be in there. And I th- and I think if you're playing that, f- you know, four two three one, put Willock, I mean, Willock and Sabeos will pretty much interchange and link up and run. And Torreira will do a lot of the sort of mopping up. I think if you're playing a midfield three, you go Xhaka, Torreira, Ceballos. Potsy, uh, uh, John, did, did, did you rate Torreira's performance then that as strongly as Steve did? I know he's only on for a short while. I don't think he's fully fit, but... I don't, I don't think he's fully fit. He came in to do a job. He did a, he did a function. He was asked to complete a task, and that's what he did. I think he did what he was supposed to do and got us to the end of the game with three points. So I have no complaints about his performance. I just want to see him start. I'd like to see him start in the middle with Ceballos on Saturday. He's my favourite midfielder, Torreira. So 100% he plays alongside Guendouzi for me. And um, then Ceballos in front. I think Joe Willock will miss out. Um, I wouldn't play Granite Chaka. so just on that point, Granite Chaka, Lee Judges um, spoke uh, spoke to him for most of the game because he actually sat next to Granite Chaka uh, on Saturday. He didn't know that he was sitting next to him, I might add, for a while. <laughs> yeah, and um, basically his season ticket and another two next to him are next to Lee. Um, but obviously he's either playing or sitting on the bench. But because he was injured, he come and sat in his seat for the time. And I said That's to Lee, cool. I said, what, what, actually, uh, what actually is he like then? And he said, to be honest, top bloke, as I'd expect. He said, I'm not a big fan. And, he, and I know he's not because I... I'm not. Uh, he said the one thing I will say though, and he went in quite a lot. You'll have to listen to the podcast, but it's really interesting to be honest. On the same old Arsenal one on Monday, but it it, it was a really good nice listen. What in. I will say is that is, <laughs> what is, I will is that, say. No, no, no. But uh, seriously, seriously, is that is that last week's one that's just gone on? It's the one I'm, that's just yeah. It's the okay. one that's just happened Guys, on Monday night. It's on YouTube. Cr- so. cr- Craig's given us enough plugs and uh, helped us to get to. We're at five hundred listeners um, for the first time. Craig's given us a, a good listen, and I'm sure there's quite a lot of you guys who do listen to Craig yeah. on uh, same old Arsenal on here so Craig thank you for that But and I will listen back to it then Posse. carry on sorry the only thing I will say and lastly what sound that is what Lee did say which impressed me was Tobias went down on a foul the two Burnley lads were giving him a lot of grief and Lee was sort of getting a bit mouthy you know oh ref come on whatever and then Granite Chaka tapped Lee and said that wouldn't fucking happen if I was on the pitch mate Oh, <laughs> I quite like him now. <laughs> so did I. I thought that was the only thing I came up with and thought, oh, okay, okay, I'll take that. Um, and to be fair to Granit Xhaka, that is one of the only things that he does prove that he does on the pitch sometimes. He will stick up for himself. He don't really take much shit. A lot of the time, though, it's very clumsy what he does. So, um, But yeah, there we go. He did say, actually, as well, uh, can you stop with his silly passes? And he did say that, Lee. And he said, all I do is I train hard and I want to get better every day. So you can't really uh, that, that is, That's just a, much, so. uh, a standard, standard reply. Yeah, standard yeah, response. So. Yeah. Listen, we got Nelson. We got ESR. We got Willock. Yeah, Smith Road. Was... Did you see his goal? Sorry. Yes. Oh my goal. god! It it was like playing FIFA against my five year old nephew. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was just seamless. He just ran through everyone and just it's waltzed it through, in. didn't he? It's quality. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, he he has to be coming. Like now, he's sort of on the on the route to getting fit again. We have to see him at some point. I hope. The, the, the future is bright. I, I think we'll see him more mm. in the Europa League 
because um, again, he's younger. Uh, I don't think he's. I, I watched that. Um, that he's quite a big unit, isn't he? In comparison to, he is. He is. The, I think the, he's the, about the, six foot, isn't he? But just like his stature, forget about like his height. But he's he's a big unit in comparison to like the other 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 under twenty three players. So look, the future's bright. The future's bright. The future's red. The future's you know. orange. <laughs> that, that was a long time ago. That's why I thought it I was. That, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listen, um, there was a few statements that come out. Uh, we care. Do you made a statement? Um, and they are, were encouraged by uh, the club's activities in the summer. Um, along with over 100,000 fans who signed a petition. Um, we wish the team uh, a successful season. Uh, we remain focused on off-pitch issues uh, raised in their initial statement um, and look forward to the opportunity to engage with the club and addressing their concerns. I think that was uh, a, a fair statement, not antagonistic in any way. Um, and... Knowing some stuff behind the scenes, I, I I do know that they are engaging with uh, off off pitch and and club activities similar to the Ashburton Army. Uh, you know they're trying to engage with Arsenal, and I, I was quite pleased with Josh's statement. I, I, I'm not. I'm well, still the interview he did with uh, the with Orn- yeah David Ornstein. I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced that it's all genuine i'm not trying to be cynical but i'm not 100 convinced it's all genuine and and that you know in the in this day of social media and uh spin and pr fake news all that sort of stuff um news i i make arsenal good again um um, china (laughs) I, i i i i i think josh gives a fuck a little? Yeah. He was at the game. Well, I said this a couple His of years ago. How nice was that to see? How nice was that to see? Brilliant. Brilliant. He might have flown in on a helicopter. He was fucking there. He's, he's yeah. been there a, a few times in the last couple of seasons. And this is... The, I mean, I, I made the point briefly before that I think he... He I was... I think he was instrumental in getting Wenger out as well. And and I think he's he's a lot more proactive than he is than his dad is, I think. Definitely. And and you can see this now. It, I think the finger the finger out thing. He was earmarked in December, and they were going to say we'll manage this. And and soon as uh, February happened with Man City, uh, Josh hit the button. Yeah, and then out of respect, managed it correctly. But carry on. Yeah, yeah, just just that, you know, the fact that he was at the game on the weekend, he's come out and he's talking, it's his second interview he's given, that's more than Stan has given since he's been here. Um, the only interview I think Stan has given was some, it was to some journalist in America and it wasn't even videoed, was it? It was, and then that, that was spun to the whole, you know, I don't buy clubs to win trophies and, and everything else. But with Josh, I, I'm the same as you, I think I'm a little bit cynical. It's a little bit, you know, he's talking, so... You know, but they must Steve, believe me. But Steve, at the end of the day, they've spent 140 million pounds. Okay, they're uh, going to recoup some of with some not of, of their own money. Um, though. That's it, not of their own money. But it, I still it, but think it, 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 does it matter? Promising. It has. I no, think it's it a change in a change in financial tactics, though. Yeah, we're not being as conservative as we were. We are actually buying players based on what we expect to take in. Not so much the Champions League money. That would be stupid. That's how clubs go bankrupt. Um, 
But I think they're being a little bit more aggressive, and they they're actually flexing their financial muscles. They, a bit they, more. they even said that they had some like vehicles uh, and and uh, operations that they were doing to to fund these. They didn't want to go into detail, which I agree they shouldn't go into detail. But you don't give your competition um, away uh, any your your business acumen and and tactics. But uh, it, it, look, we've all said it's a good transfer window. They're talking about mm. January that there might be more activity in January. They're talking about being aggressive. Um, and Manny uh, texts us on on our internal message group. Got oh, I really like that. Yeah, action. Um, well, that action happened all before that statement. Is what I said to Manny. Uh, yeah. mm. uh, and 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 okay. So that statement wasn't really action. The action happened, and we already seen it. It. What I liked about the statement was it was ambition. They showed ambition in the statement, and the action will come in January, in the summer, to back Unai. And if Unai is in a position in January where he's in third or fourth and within an atscock of pushing and pushing, then and we just need one player or two players, and they go out and get them, they've got me. Mm. Absolutely. If there's a chance that we can compete this season, which I very much doubt, and then in January we go and get that commanding centre-back or or, or and a defensive midfielder, whatever it be we need, wow, that's intent. That would, that would even, be amazing. Even if we went out and, you know, let's say, I mean, he's he's gone to Bayern now, but let's say Coutinho did stay at Barca. Let, let's say, you know, we're, we're struggling a little bit on, on goals that the, the, the fluid play is sort of... Not quite clicking. Defensively, we've improved. You know, and even if we were to go and spend, you know, millions on a loan, uh, you know, I'd, I'd still be well for that. I think if if they are, even if us as fans say, oh yeah, well, we don't really need him, or we shouldn't really do that. I think if they think that there is an area where we can strengthen to get better, and they are flexing those muscles, I think it's a welcome change considering what has happened in the past. And I th- and I think we might see that a little bit. Listen, I, hope. I I I just think it's all positive. It's all really really positive. Mm. Um, I'm I'm being reminded on our um uh here I, I'm a stippler for a sixty minute podcast for the main podcast, and I'm telling never manage it though. Uh, yeah, we do most of the time. By the time you top and tail with music, it might go slightly over, but we're more or less done because. The Liverpool game, the match preview, is going to be done um, by um, by by you, Johnny, isn't it? Do you want to give us a quick, not preview, but overview of what you're going to do? All right, so basically, because we're getting so popular now, uh, we thought we'd try and give our listeners a little bit of more of what they, they want. Um, so we're looking at doing a prediction or a preview pod just before uh, games, just in the league for now. Uh, but possibly if we get to another final, fingers crossed, we might do uh, another one for that. But basically we're going to look at the up-to-date injuries and what the likely um, lineup is we'll probably face and probably what tactically we might have to do to negate that. And then obviously update on the prediction league. Just keep it short and sweet and uh, keep us ticking over uh, with our Arsenal news. And it's you who is going to host that one, isn't it, Johnny? It is, yeah. You blindsided me at the <laughs> match uh, the other day. That was really funny, actually. Yeah. 
That was really fun. I, I, I was standing having a beer with um, Dan and Steve and Doc. There was loads of us. There was a good crowd. And unfortunately, we, Joanne Tester, who's been on the, the We Care ones, she came around and looked for, looked for us. But I think we were all chatting so much. And she said she had a couple of beers and stuff like that. So uh, we didn't. she was meant to join us and she just couldn't find us. But hopefully that will happen the next game. But I said it to you. I'll tell you what, your face looked like a 10-year-old at Christmas. And you're all, you lit up. And, and it was like, mere, it was meerkat moment almost. It was like, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, and then I tried to talk to you about something else, and you went, "Yeah." I said, "You can't think of them in the key." He said, "No." <laughs> so I was chatting to Dan for a second then. So that was interesting. The cogs, the the brain cogs started turning, and uh, you could actually hear the screech of it. At first, I thought it was just my tinnitus, but no. Mm. Talking this- about cog, co- talking about cogs. What what what's, Why did I sit there when I was told I was coming to this podcast and wrap my brains trying to think, answer this question that we put? And now we're not even going to have time to answer it. Are we doing this question? We've got to overrun. I'm trying to stick to fucking Doesn't time. Matter. It's a good one. I liked it. Right. Okay. Apologies. Last week we've done who was the biggest underachieving player uh, at Arsenal that you remember. Um, who is the biggest overachieving player you remember for Arsenal? You've got... Um, Theo. Theo. You, 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 you've got... A name and a sentence are two. Go on, Potter. You start us. I'll go, I'll go last. I'll go last. All right, Johnny. You shouted out who you thought. Did I? Well, no. You started. That was Steve. Oh, okay. God, God, Steve. Because yeah. I didn't actually listen. Theo to that Walker, one hundred goals. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say much better than that. Snappy. Can you? <laughs> Yeah. So Johnny, uh, who who is the the player you thought that most overachieving player that uh, you remember at Arsenal? I would say, just for a comedic value, I'd say Jenkinson for sticking around as long as he did. <laughs> because at the end of the day, he managed to squeeze every last drop of that dream out, and good luck to him. He, he lived the dream and uh, I, I am all the more jealous for it I I, I went for Edu 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 yeah because you know he's some unknown Brazilian that turned up at Arsenal he spent half a season uh, first season injured um, his first appearance he scored an own goal uh, and he ends up being um, an invincible. Invincible, yeah. So there's, there's mine. Potter. Yeah, you actually thought about it. I only just heard about the question. Well, yeah. if you read the fucking agenda, you'd know. Go on, Johnny. That's uh, um, Potsy. Okay, so I wanted to go for someone who comes to the club as a nobody and left as a legend. Uh, this guy comes to the club at 27 years old and was hated by everybody in France and lost his lack of confidence. Scored eight goals in 66 games for Marseille and we bought him. Uh, and he is now the, voted by fans as the sixth greatest Arsenal player in history. Always scored against Spurs. Will always be a legend. Robert Pires, 100% overachieved. Super Bob. Super Bobby. Um, 
Probably for me, the biggest compliment I can give him is probably because 2001, 2002, he was the Football Writers Association Player of the Year, scored 14 goals and seven assists, was in the team ahead of Ryan Giggs, who was, for me, the best left midfielder the Premier League's probably ever seen. Um, in Team of the Year in 01 and 02, two FA Cups, two Premier League titles and World Cup and Euros. Bobby Perez, 189 appearances, 62 goals. That's my pick. Who are we choosing then? I think I think Bobby beats Edu, don't you? Well, actually, yeah. How did I didn't, no, I didn't, get I didn't to know about goals, all though. that? Mm. <laughs> but he had he he came with a lot of hype. You know, we bought him for a lot of money. He was sixteen. You know, I think if anything, he underachieved, not overachieved. Mm. My opinion. Agreed. Agreed. That's the way that I saw it. And I could have gone for Henri or Vieira, but the reason I went for Perez was because he was bought at an older age. He was 27 when he came. So everyone thought, you know, I certainly didn't know much about him. Um, and at 27, it's like no one else is really wanting him because he's 27, yeah, he ain't really done it. He scored eight goals, yeah, in 66, like whatever. Mm. And then he came to us as a left as a legend, didn't he? So that's why, I, that was the way I looked at it. That was the criteria I looked at. So um, I went I, for Bobby Perez. Steve is talking about Flamini. I closely... I, he was a close number two for me, but um, I didn't know all the facts that you came out there about Bobby um, uh, uh, Potty. So, listen, uh, I just want to give a, a one shout out to uh, a really nice lady. Um, she does some really simple but nice paintings. Um, it's um, Islington painted by uh, in watercolors by Ruth Beck. Ruth Beck has done some lovely things. Uh, she does things like um, she's done the Arsenal Bridge. She's done the East Stand. Uh, looking on her Facebook page at the minute, she's got the Narrow Boat, the Hope and Anchor. Um, she done the Canonbury, which I I asked her to do, which was a really special place to me and my family. She's done loads. She she. Um, she just deserves a shout out. Uh, she doesn't sponsor this show. She doesn't give us any money or anything like that. I just really like what she does. And she's a proper, proper gooner. So uh, if you like a bit of Arsenal sort of history sort of stuff and art, click on our Facebook uh, page and she's got something. Like so if you want to do that, um, that's it. Uh, we've slightly overrun. But thank you very much, guys. Uh, Potsy, thanks for stepping in. And uh, do I need to contact your social sec secretary the next time? Or am I right calling you direct? Listen, in all seriousness, I want to thank you, mate. Because obviously I, I was asked to go on same old Arsenal. And I would never have had that opportunity if it wasn't for you letting me come on here. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, mate. Okay, thank you. Yeah, listen, I wish you all the best of luck on there. But you're not gone from here, so you will be, no, absolutely you will be back not. on. No. We've got a panel of 10 or 12 of us, so, you know, we will go around. It's, it, it, unfortunately, we were expecting a final special guest um, uh, to, 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 to do the famous line. But, Steve, uh, I think your little nephew has uh, conked out, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he fell asleep downstairs. Oh, shit. Was he listening it to you? It is a bit late for a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you have to listen to uh, 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 Johnny. Thank you, as always. And um, looking forward to listen to the preview show. Uh, you're recording that on Friday evening, aren't you? Uh, no, tomorrow evening. Tomorrow, you're recording that tomorrow evening. So that should be yeah. up probably uh, Friday. At some point Friday, I'll, I'll, I'll stick the edit together. 
So people will hear it definitely before the game kicks off and uh, have their views on it. We've got some other bits and pieces that we're working on in the background. This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Uh, Please tell your friends, share it. Uh, We got today uh, to 500 listeners on our last episode which is the highest ever to give you in some perspective we do a lot of work on this and it does take a a, quite a bit of effort but last season we were getting about a hundred and what we get 160 170 uh, and we're up to 500 now we don't do youtube yet and stuff like that but you know we're just genuine arsenal fans you know just having a chat uh, share it with your mates, get them on there, get them on onto our Twitter page and our Facebook group. Uh, join the Prediction League on our Facebook group. And one last thing to say, who wants to say it? Up the arse! Up the arse. Up the arse! Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.